I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Reframing Chronic Illness podcast, the place to listen to, think about and question the common narrative that surrounds what life with a chronic illness should, quote unquote, look like according to the status quo and mainstream society. Moving away from the fix, reject, fight, resist narrative you'll find conversations about how chronic illness can be your guide, ally and superpower. It's my belief that chronic illness serves a purpose. No, not the inexplicable thorn in our sides we've been conditioned to see chronic illness as. (laughs) This podcast and my work as a coach is all about helping you explore that purpose and opening yourself up to the idea that your chronic illness can lead you towards a more joyful, peaceful, healing and fulfilled life. I'm Alana Holloway, chronic illness coach, and today I welcome the highly inspirational Rena Ruperelia to the podcast. Now, one of the first things I mention in this episode is that when I first came across Rena on Instagram, I really wasn't ready to hear her message. Chatting with Rena was really grounding for me. It reminded me how hard it can be to 
hear the message of self-love, acceptance and compassion in the face of chronic illness, especially when we're always being persuaded to believe the opposite. It also confirmed how bloody powerful and transformative those things are, if we can get on board with them, and the whole thing just put a massive smile on my face. Chatting with Rena was like connecting with an old friend. She is such a warm soul and we just totally get each other. She's an inspiring and passionate speaker, mindfulness guide and skin positivity champion. And she's on a mission to show people it's possible to transform their lives through radical acceptance and unconditional self-love. She's the voice behind the Instagram community Psoriasis Thoughts, which is psoriasis underscore thoughts, and has been featured in Women's Health, Glamour, Teen Vogue, Dove drama series, and more. Go, Rena. And so as the years went on, I continued to question my thoughts, question the way that I was looking at life, question what was possible for me. Um, and I realized a lot, yes, sometimes there are physical limitations or mental limitations mm-hmm. and restrictions. There are things that my body may not be capable of that day, right? And it's, it's important for me to learn to meet myself there. And yes. at the same time, is it a matter of really be like, is it convenience for me or is, you know, am I holding myself back? I have to <gasps> figure out where, cause it's a fine line, right? I don't yes. want to overstep by saying, cause sometimes it's just the best choice is to stay in bed. And I stayed in right. bed for months. It was a great decision and fed myself mm-hmm. really good food and my skin started yep. to slowly respond, but it was, it, it, it was then, you know, starting to question myself and my thoughts and the way I looked at my life. And subsequently things started to shift. I, I always want to go to India. I never mm. went, you know, it's my, it's my ancestors are from there. My parents are from mm. East Africa, but my ancestors are from India and I had a calling to go there. So I was like, I'm going to go there. And, um, I did. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that I'm running my free mini program, the inner healing wisdom experience next week. It's five days and five ways to embrace, respect and trust the intelligence of your chronic illness so that you can see what's possible for you when you allow it to take its place as your ally rather than your enemy. All you need to do is prioritise 20 minutes a day and I will do the rest. And of course, sign up to it. Um, You can do that at alanaholloway.com forward slash experience and I'll leave a link in the show notes. Now, for this live round, there are two massive perks, one being that you will get access to Voxer office hours, so you'll be able to chat to me, share your thoughts, your wins, your revelations, ask questions, and just be witnessed. Um, You can also enter into the prize draw for a space on your chronic illness ally um, by sharing so have a look and see if it's something that sounds good to you. Hey, Arena. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well today, thanks. Good, good to hear. Um, we just had a lovely juicy chat before I press record. <laughs> so we've, we've probably talked about loads of things already. Um, but... Yeah, so Rena, you have a fantastic Instagram community page called Psoriasis Thoughts. Um, and I came across you a couple of years ago, I think. 
And it's funny because when I first came across your page, I don't think I was ready to hear what you what you talk about. I because you are so you're such a shining light in the kind of world of self-love and self-acceptance. And at that point, I wasn't ready to, to hear that. And then I and then you came up again you know it recently kind of in the past year and the difference in my receptive you know being able to receive that that information was amazing so I'd love to hear more about how you created your page and your community and what led you there thank you so much Lena like that that's such a great great thing to hear as well is that sometimes we're not ready to hear the information, right. That's Mm. being given to us. And then even being able to like, look back and notice the progress that's been made um, from one year to another to say, Oh, look, I was open to this, but I wasn't. And I think that does tie into my story as well. Um, I've Mm -hmm. lived with psoriasis for most of my life. So about 27 years now, um, I've been living with the condition and I always share that most, like, it's like my line, most of these years I was covered up and alone, right? My Mm. chronic illness was a very individual journey for me. Um, It wasn't something I shared with anyone. I never let myself complain about it. (laughs) I really didn't even let myself, Rena, alone have my own process. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought my body had betrayed me. You know, certain things were off the table and my life was, this is just how my life was. And so just deal with it. Take what you can get and just deal with it. Um, but there were always parts of me that were curious or wanted more um, out of life, such as travel um, mm-hmm. tours and destinations. And I noticed, you know, as my skin got worse and worse as the years went on, you know, I just wasn't feeling satisfied anymore. And so I was at work one day and this was like, at this point, my psoriasis was on my hands and my feet. And so for those of you who might not know what psoriasis is, you know, it's an autoimmune inflammatory skin condition and there's many different types, but mine is called plaque psoriasis. Mm -hmm. So it expresses as red kind of itchy flaky scales, um, all over the surface of the skin. So it's noticeable, it's painful. Um, and it's, uh, it, it can really swell as well. And so mine was yeah. on my hands. It was, it was all over kind of like my parts of my body, but my hands and my feet were, and the ankles were the worst. And so I remember being at work and I must've been so unconscious that I went to grab the mouse mm-hmm. and I was wearing plastic gloves at the time. And I took them off and I just looked at my hands, which were cracked, bleeding, you know, just huge fingers swollen. Mm-hmm. And I started to have a panic attack. Like, I was like, how did I get here? Again, I've been living with this for so long and this may have been like in 2015, right? So mm-hmm. about 20 years into the journey for me. And I was like, how did I get here? How did I get to this point that I'm wearing plastic gloves to work? I was wrapped <laughs> up in saran wrap mm-hmm. and I was giving myself no care. I was just pushing on because I had to be productive because being productive or this, whatever, it, you know, being productive is the definition of, of who I am. Um, and so if I'm not productive, then who am I? And I couldn't work. I couldn't even grip the mouse. And that day Mm. I went home and I sat in bed for months, laid in bed for months after that. I took a disability leave because I had to, like my body told me what it needed. There was no washing my hair. I couldn't even like bend my fingers because they would, I even think about it. It makes me sick. Oh, I feel you. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. 
And it was in bed that I started, you know, we all browse on our phones and I started (laughs) browsing on Instagram of all places. And I started looking up psoriasis hashtags. And I always say, I started seeing people pop up and it was a little bit of a smaller community. This was about 2015, 2016 now, because the Mm -hmm. end of the year is when I took the leave. So beginning of 2016, I started browsing people's pages, just, you know, just being a voyeur. And I felt so like just in shock and awe because Mm. I couldn't believe there were other people who had the condition. It just blew my mind. I just was like, I'm not the only one. Other people feel this way. And so I sat doing that for about six months and then I decided, I don't know what it was. I didn't think many people were talking about mental health at that time. Now it's a big part of the conversation, which is wonderful. But I was like, I really want to talk about like my feelings or those thoughts that I have that are embarrassing that I don't want to tell anyone, you know, like maybe I'll just start this page anonymously which that's what I did. And I'll uh-huh. just share these things. So I won't tell my friends and family. I don't want them to pacify me. I don't want people to tell me I shouldn't think like that or to cheer up. I just want to put my thoughts, hence the clever name, psoriasis thoughts. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all hour, folks. So I was just like, I'm like psoriasis thoughts. What a wonderful, like what a place. And because this is another thing I did in tandem to kind of browsing other people's accounts was I started journaling on my own journey. And I still have the journal, which is so cool because like I was a different person then. And I started writing down all the treatments I tried. I did like, I'm pretty like, I like to draw. So I did like, um, I made it like fancy. And I did this whole journey of the treatments I've tried, the emotions I've had, big points in my life that, you know, um, like just pivotal moments in my life, skin related and not skin related. And I just started to take a bird's eye view of my journey up to that point. Mm-hmm. And those thoughts came up through there. You know, how will anyone love me if I look like this? Will I ever, you know, um, will I ever get to wear those shorts in my closet? You know, one day when my skin is clear, then uh, I will. One day. <laughs> you know that one day? I know the one day. Alana, I would still be waiting, you know, seven years <laughs> yeah. later, you know, 27 years altogether. I'm just like, I had this like whole section of my closet that were these <laughs> outfits, you know, I'll wear this dress and these sandals. I can't wait. It's like, I was in denial for so long that my Mm. condition wouldn't work. And, you know, it's not that I couldn't find treatments that, that work that just weren't, they like, I I either was unwilling and exhausted or they just weren't taking, you know, I was just exhausted. So my page started from my own desperation of like, desperation. Mm. yes, because I just needed to get it out of my body. Like I had no clue that it would be um, a page in a community that, that would grow, that would be a place that now I would be talking to others about like trying to love themselves or taking steps, you know, towards hopefully caring and nurturing their bodies and like having Mm -hmm. respect for themselves. You know, like I never thought that I would be a person to, to, to do this type of work, but I think it's because I, I, and I continue to, you know, by no means have I arrived. Um, But as, as I continue to process and go through my own work, the page has evolved and it's grown organically. um, And it's a space where I've healed um, personally, like I, I've grown and I've changed. I can't even recognize the person, you know, who did the first post. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that because it's made living with the condition manageable I often say social media saved my life. It saved my life. Wow. That's so touching. Thank you for sharing that. 
that's oh that is so touching I mean I our journey sounds so so similar and actually I I forgot to say at the beginning but you're the first skin fellow skin warrior person that I've had on the blog so it's so amazing to connect with you let alone kind of get you on here on the blog I mean podcast um and yeah our you know that kind of feeling of like desperation and and where do you go from here like I it's kind of like that feeling of having hit rock bottom right and it's like I can't go on like this anymore I can't go on putting my life on hold for one day for the thens and the whens it's like (laughs) you know what is my way out and and actually you know talking about these treatments and oh god these things that you know you do to kind of you wonder why you even do them like talking about the kind of saran wrap or cling film as we call it uh you know around parts of your body and the plastic gloves and like at what cost do you you know show up for life in the way that is expected of you kind of thing you know and like for me it used to be and this is only last year uh, last maybe not last year the years have condensed because of covid but you know it was a couple of years ago I would spend like two to three hours in the bath every morning and it wasn't like a nice relaxing bath it was horrible and to start my day off like that just so I could have like this clearer looking skin or less dry looking skin so that I could you know feel accepted it's just like oh no you know that's that cost is too high ah yes yes yeah that that kind of as you say you know productivity being the thing that I'm you know valued by yes and the change change in that and so I'd love to know like since making that shift how has that shown up in the rest of your life how has kind of this like radical self-love and self-acceptance and compassion and everything that comes along with that shown up and like almost bled into the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking that question. What a great question. And also sharing that, you know, sometimes like what you said about sitting in the bath for two to three hours and Mm. that being like, at what cost am I kind of going through life? You know, it's, it's right. That really hit deep. So kind of this, this evolution, I think there's really one important piece here. And that is, we don't have to do it alone. I did not do this by myself. This was not a matter of just me reading books and journaling on my own thing, (laughs) sitting in my room in isolation. It required other people. And I think that is a part of, you know, um, healing that isn't always discussed is that healing in community with others that help you see your light, bring you love when you can't find it in yourself. And it's not always going to be the people that we think you know, and for me, it was the people online who understood Mm -hmm. they, as I went through my own process of still feeling very ashamed, very alone, you know, and by that time that I went online, I had been doing work on myself for a number of years, just because I was really into like meditation and mindfulness. And I was going to retreats and I went to Bali, like I was doing some interesting things, but I never connected my skin and my spiritual journey or whatever you ah, call it. Yeah. It was never like a part of my, like, it just never came into thought. Um, so it's like, I kind of had tools. I knew what to do, but I, if it was not for other people who 
poured words of love or just seeing me. I think they saved me. You know, these people that I've met online have helped me so much as well. That's why I say social media helped me so much because now I then put out, I, I remember one of the earliest, like, you know, I was sharing the thoughts and then I was like, okay, well, everyone's out showing their skin, you know, <sighs> I'm going to try this because I yeah. either be wearing makeup or I'd never be showing it. And I'm like, I'm going to try it. And so I, you know, again, I put up a meme when my skin is clear, then I will. And I wrote about yeah. wearing shorts. And I said, guys, in the next 24 hours, I'm wearing shorts. And people messaged me. They checked my post. They were like, you can do this. You can do this. Wow. And I did it. I almost fainted on the bus. I was full of scars. I was like, I'm going to go on yeah. public transit. I'm not going to drive. And wow, like, good for you. Whoa! I was like holding <laughs> on to the pole, shaking. I was like, I didn't even know if anyone was looking. I just closed my eyes, right? I'm like, I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. I was faking it, totally faking it. I was terrified. But before I went out, I made sure to prepare. While I was on the bus, I did affirmations. When I got to the party, I made sure that I had like a backup pair of pants if it was way too uncomfortable. This was like, and then when I came back, I made sure to debrief both with myself and with the community. So I felt like I was held, you know, together. And so as the years went on, I continued to question my thoughts, question the way that I was looking at life, question what was possible for me. Um, And I realized a lot. Yes. Sometimes there are physical limitations or mental limitations mm-hmm. and restrictions. There are things that my body may not be capable of that day. Right. And it's, it's important for me to learn to meet myself there. And yes. at the same time, is it a matter of really be like, is it convenience for me or is, you know, am I holding myself back? I have to <gasps> figure out where, cause it's a fine line, right? I don't yes. want to overstep by saying, cause sometimes it's just, the best choice is to stay in bed. And I stayed in bed for months. It was a great decision and fed myself Mm -hmm. really good food and my skin started to slowly respond. But it was, it, it, it was then, you know, starting to question myself and my thoughts and the way I looked at my life. And subsequently things started to shift. I, I always want to go to India. I never Mm. went, you know, it's my, my ancestors are from there. My parents from Mm. East Africa, but my ancestors are from India and I had a calling to go there. So I was like, I'm going to go there. And um, I did. Uh, The way that I started to dress and express myself, the way I started to show up online, I started to wear more jewelry, more colors. uh, That meant that I wanted to be seen. Yes. Yes. Right? Like I didn't want to fit in or like hide in the background. I'm 5'10". And normally I stand out because I'm really tall. But I would always, right? Right? I figured, (laughs) yeah. But I would always wear these clothes that just hit everything and made like, yes. so the clothes was a big thing for me and recent yeah you too yeah 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 because you choose based on like what's going to be most comfortable against my skin and hide most of it not what's going to make me feel good yes what's yes so I was like I want it now the word is expressed for me like nice. what an evolution right how can I express myself I want to be seen we, even if my skin is red and because I'll tell you because of the people uh, that are in community with me or that are in this rises or skin community online, you know, um, because of those people, I think I'm able to go out in my day to day because I know that I'm not the only one. And because again, now I feel like I'm an advocate. I felt a certain sense of responsibility Mm -hmm. um, because I am taught. I wasn't always like preaching a message of show your skin, but I'm talking about self-acceptance. And that meant that I also have to honor that I'm also in process, in progress. And so that means that I'm going to continue to question even like now, not even even now, I will continue for the rest of my life to, to, to challenge that. And so 
now, you know, fast forward, you know, up to now, it's like, I'm dancing. I am like, I went on a camping retreat this year, really Mm. big deal. I talk about my skin openly with people. You know, I'm Mm. not a, I'm no longer like, I'm no longer a prisoner to my skin. That's what I'd always say. You know, the skin feels like a prison. Yeah. But now it feels like in a way I've been able to slowly kind of start to move out. And now I'm saying, who am I? Like, Mm. it's like these questions. It's like, I'm having a bit of like a midlife crisis or (laughs) to to say, I don't, because I've been hiding for so, so much of my life. Yeah. And I've been living under kind of the confines of this chronic condition. Right. I don't even know who I am. And I've only been discovering that over the last little while. And I think, again, as I've opened up about my skin, that's kind of let that be a part of me. It's not all of me. But then now I'm like, well, what else do I like? And what else makes me happy? It is, it is such a humbling journey um, and a journey of definitely of continuing to become and to learn. And I'm, I'm, I, I, I'll be honest, I feel really grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. And when, you know, you're talking about kind of going out in, in public and showing your skin and having that kind of those questions and, you know, am I doing this? Yeah. Where is this coming from? Am I going to, am I choosing not to go to that thing or not to go out because actually that's what my body needs or am I hiding away here? And even like now when I, because a lot of my kind of self-acceptance journey has happened during the pandemic where like, we were wearing face masks, for example, where um, you weren't going out all the time. And, you know, actually the start of the first lockdown was when I spent like months in bed because I I was like, this is an opportunity. I've wanted to do this. I went through moisturizer withdrawal and I've wanted to do that for, you know, see what that did for a long time. I mean, Jesus, it's hard. Um, Oh my goodness. Um, and but you know I was like okay I can take this opportunity I can do this I can work from my bed on the computer if I need to you know whatever but even now when I'm walking out the house you know even to walk to the corner shop I'll be like oh I've got a bit of dry skin around my mouth do I need to cover that up and I'm like hey no I don't need to anymore because I because I love myself and I accept myself and like and that dry skin doesn't Mm. define me and like but it's funny I still have that conversation in my Mm -hmm. head because I my knee jerk is to be like cover up and then I'm like no and even now like coming on the video I'm you know in a mild flare at the moment Mm. and I would have I would have thought I'll I'll cancel I'll cancel because I don't want to do that you know because I don't want to let anybody see my face on the camera or whatever but like it's just it's just different this like perception of who I am and and what that actually means you know in, in the bigger picture of things um, and I loved how you talked about that kind of cushioning. So it's what I like refer to as like cushioning. Mm-hmm. It's like that hug around like these things that you do and like, God, that camping trip. I mean, like massive praise to you because as a, you know, as a person, person with a chronic illness, but also a skin condition, you're kind of going through all the things <laughs> that your home comforts bring you that you're not going to have when you're camping. Right. Yes. Yes. But, I, I, I wanted to say too, you know, like what I'm hearing from you is, and, and even for what I was saying is it's this awareness. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's sometimes the, the win is just in noticing, oh yeah. my gosh, I would have done this or this. And now I'm choosing this. And it's like, oh, 
thank you. You know, like it's, it's, it's like we give ourselves an opportunity to have yeah. a new experience by just having that slow, like that moment of, of, of awareness, you know, to mm-hmm. say, I would have normally wanted to cover up or there's this dry spot on my face or my, like for me on my hands or my feet. Yes. And it's, it's also interesting because I say like, we, we often think people are perceiving us the same way we're perceiving ourselves. And that's, <laughs> a, this is a big part of my, yeah. m- my own journey, right. Is that, Oh, when I go out, if someone's looking at my skin, they're instantly thinking I'm gross. It's this, it's that, yep. that used to be my thought. Yep, and yep, now yep. as I've spoken to people and I've had more conversations, as I've started to challenge my own assumptions, I'm like, oh, they might have the same condition. They might just be curious. They might not even have noticed it. Like that's what a yeah. lot, of, because when I, when you came on camera, the, it's funny. My, my first thought was, wow, she's so radiant and bright. I feel at ease. <laughs> So isn't it, isn't it yeah. interesting that that's why I just started talking so much. Cause I just felt so comfortable with you. I thought you looked so radiant and, and, and oh, just bright you. and beautiful, but it's, 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 we never know what, how, like what people may see in us. So no, yeah, that was a good reminder for me too. Cause I was like, really? I'm like, oh, okay. So I can turn this around on myself too, to say, I don't yeah. always know what people might be thinking when they see me. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It is interesting. And I don't know about you, but I always used to excuse myself before anybody had had a chance to like process a thought or say anything. I'd be like, oh, I'm flaring at the moment because the weather's bad or, oh, uh, I didn't sleep well last night. So my skin's red or like, just in case you were thinking, I'm going to say it now, you know? And it was like, and, and through therapy, I've literally had to like reprogram and write a list of all the other things people are thinking about me that aren't related to my skin. Like, I love being in your company because of this. And I love spending time with you because of this. Like, and I've just had to remind myself of that stuff every time I've gone, you know, even if I'm going to meet with my like best friend or my sisters or whatever. And it's, it's mad, as you say, isn't it? Because you think, you presume someone's thinking a certain thing about you and they're not, or they're just noticing. And, it, and then it goes, the thought goes. I, and, and, and yes. Yeah, like I was going to say like, me too. I've spent a small fortune on therapy and kind of undoing and coming, becoming more aware of, of these thoughts. And, you know, whenever I talk to people, you know, in this community as well, people living with inflammatory skin conditions, like mm. that seems to be something that we relate to on such a deep level. So yes, I remember when I used to work in HR and uh-huh. like I said, I had it on my hands. So I, I always felt safe at work. Cause I'm like, no one can regret me. I mean, reject me there. Right. No one can, cause I'm hiring you. So you got to be nice to me. Ah, yeah. Okay. I still remember, you know, saying, oh, I have psoriasis. It's a skin thing. Yeah. It's like eczema. <laughs> that was my life. It's like eczema because yeah. people knew eczema, right? They didn't know psoriasis. Right. So I'm like, or now I say, oh, I had psoriasis like Kim Kardashian. So ah. and Cara Delevingne, you know, I'm like a supermodel. Okay, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. But it was just this like, but they've at least because they've said they had it, it like helped people understand the word. But I would of it, yeah, like you said, often right away, I would make like the the statement before anyone could even, and they're like, oh, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking that. Or my friends would be like, Oh, are you okay? Do you need anything? Like they weren't, yeah. they weren't thinking it at all. It's it's oh. What a process. <laughs> right? It's it's just amazing to acknowledge though how much like you hold back on life or you you know you really like I loved that phrase that you use like a prisoner within your skin or a prisoner within you know your chronic illness because 
you pull back from so much of life because of these thoughts because you don't have that ability to show yourself that love and compassion and acceptance yet and like the big question kind of came to me like you know what actually am I trying to do here like with my life and I remember sitting on my bed and and thinking like I think I just kind of entered another flare after a period of like really trying to heal you know with so much effort and like (laughs) with everything I had (laughs) and 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 yet I was still flaring and I I thought like what actually what what is the point right now what am I trying to do with this life because all that's happening right now is that I'm thinking unless I'm healed I'm not worthy of of life of love or, or whatever and I'm missing out on life it's literally passing me by and it's just but that's the message isn't it like that's the message we're given yes of, that, oh that's so hard to hear yeah. like that really hit me in the gut like I was mm. just like yeah you're right until we're healed we're not worthy of living this life life is passing me by I felt like that so many mm. days so many yeah and some days you know I had to say to myself and I think COVID again could um helped you know it's just like some days life is going to pass me by like some days I'm not gonna like it's 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 a beautiful act of love to stay ha- have a duvet day yes. you know a little yes, bit of yes, takeaway yes. and not guilt myself for it <gasps> because what I'm realizing as I'm talking to other people in the community is you know we kind of give ourselves this and then our body thanks us mm-hmm. you know it's it's <laughs> it's been a process I often felt betrayed by my body like yeah. it Like it was another part of me. And I wrote poetry about this like many years ago because it was, again, it's such a new relationship. We live with our bodies like since we're born. Our bodies are constantly working for us and doing what they need to do. But I I just hated my body. I was so pissed at it to say like, Mm -hmm. how dare you put this skin condition all over me? And now I have to like, you just, you don't like me and I don't respect you. So it's like my mind, my, right. um, and, and my heart probably, you know, or my soul or whatever was like floating on top of my body was this other. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. through this journey, you know, again, of self-acceptance coming home to self, having respect for my vessel and understanding that my body is speaking to me. Yes. 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 I was like, Oh, this skin condition is a conversation. My body doesn't <laughs> use words. And if I'm not going to pay attention, it's going to, you know, I've, I've read this meme as well. It's going to shout, like it's going to yeah. shout at you. It's going to scream at you to say, I hear like, like how I had that panic attack. Yes. You know, I'd never had a panic attack. I didn't have a history of having them. So I was like, what is this? I'm having a heart what attack. What is this? Yeah. I've had that experience. I thought right? I literally thought I was having an asthma attack. I was like, yes. what's going on right now? <gasps> yeah. And it was like this, this heaving. And I just thought, okay, I got to take a taxi and I got to go home. Cause like, yeah, this is it. And then when I got home, I'm like, no more Rena. I, mm-hmm. Even if you feel like a failure, quote unquote, even if you feel that you're behind in life or you feel that you're not, you, you can't work now, it doesn't matter. And that has continued to be my lens. I am continuing to come home to myself and just respect my body and what it needs. So we were talking about, you know, I've recently gotten treatment uh-huh. and that has been, I was treatment free for meaning I, I didn't use it for about five or six years. Uh, maybe I went and tried something small. But I had been using treatment on and off since, you know, since I was diagnosed and Mm -hmm. always not very consciously, 
exhausted with all the creams or like pills or going here for light. Like I was exhausted. I'm like, all I'm doing is managing my skin. Yeah. But I've recently, because I just couldn't get my inflammation under control, no matter what I did. Like I've lived like an egg right now. Like I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I was living like so protected. And I'm like, my skin is still not calming. I need some support. And so I continue to work with like a dietitian, and then I, and I work with a dermatologist. I have like a team now. Yeah. But it's this because my body needs the support. And I'm like, how do I go at this from all different directions so that I'm getting what I need? And now I've gotten treatment that is really effective in bringing down the inflammation. Like I, I feel good for the first time in a very long time. Like mm-hmm. it's not a constant battle. I'm not exhausted. As soon as I wake up every day, like I have days where I I'm able to dance all night till seven in the morning, eight in the morning. I was telling you, like <laughs> I did that the last a couple of weeks ago. I danced till seven 30 in the morning and the night before till four. And I'm sober <laughs> while I'm doing this guys. Hello with my water. Okay. <laughs> Because it's this celebration of what wasn't possible before my end. I was telling you too, I prepare my body gets juices. I Mm. stretch, I take naps, I hydrate, I eat really well so that when I go out, I can sweat. I wear great shoes, comfortable, breathable clothing. Like I'm not there to be cool. I'm there to heal my body. I'm there to let my body know I love it. Yes. Mm. I love my body now. Like I appreciate and respect it. It doesn't even need to be how it looks. It's what it does for me Mm -hmm. every day. It allows me to um, feel and experience life. You know, like I am in awe, you know, even these hands that have been through so much, the skin has still decided to repair and come back. And like, Mm. you know, even if it like starts to flake a little bit, I'm like, I respect you so much. You are so intelligent. It's just this, like, again, my mind doesn't get to run the show all the time. My mind is good and it has its place, but it has its place. Everything else also needs um, respect and consideration. Yeah. Yeah. I loved what you said about it's a conversation. You know, my body doesn't use words like, (laughs) you know, our minds dominate so much of the time and, and yet they dominate consciously, but all the while there's like... (laughs) I don't know, like seven eighths of our, what makes up our body is speaking to us. And yet the mind is all we hear. And it's, I just, having that respect for your body, feeling betrayed by your body, I've been there like, and then, and then, you know, actually like the manifestation, the kind of symptomatic manifestation of my chronic illness may not change from then to now, but now I can respect it. And now I can, understand it and and show it love anyway and also kind of not feeling like what am I doing wrong the whole time you know what am I not getting what am I that feeling like I must be doing something wrong because my inflammation hasn't calmed or yes you know or or whatever and and that's a line that I think you can get a lot from from concerned you know loved ones like why is that happening like sometimes I don't know like right and and it's just it just is, but actually that's okay. Like, yeah, it's like the neutrality and the fact I had to say to myself, I've been flared for over two years now. Mm -hmm. Like it was two years. It's not a year. It was the whole pandemic. I have been flared for over two years. That Mm -hmm. means my body has been in constant stress. (gasps) Exhausting exhausting for two Mm -hmm. years. I don't know the difference of being in pain and not being in pain, which many of us get to, right? It's like your baseline (laughs) is being in pain. So you're like, oh, this is a good day. I'm not cracking and bleeding today. 
but it was this, um, like, I'm so grateful that I took a step back mm-hmm. and I said, I am willing to think differently. I am willing to look at my condition differently. And now for me at this phase of my life, I have very different priorities than when I was younger, you know, 20 yeah. years old. I now at this age, my life for me is about quality of life. I want to enjoy That's it. my days. I want to be able yeah. to go outside without having like an itching attack or being so much in pain that like, you know, I'm in saran wrap, like you said. So yeah. it's like, I'm actually getting to do some of these things. Um, and I did them, you know, with flare ups before and without, and now it's like, again, I'm appreciating it's so much more because yeah. I'm fine. Like you said, instead of kind of saying, what am I doing wrong? What can't I do? You know, where am I failing? Where am I coming up short? <laughs> where am I not enough? It's like this, like, it's, it's, it's interesting because the perspective shift was like, even yeah. though the skin sometimes stayed the same, I'm like, oh, fact is I'm flaring. My body obviously needs some support. I feel a left, a pain in my left knee. My skin is yeah. itchy on my right ankle. Not why this pain <laughs> I hate it so much. Why again? What's causing this? Why do I have to go through this again? I'm like, I'm putting this extra weight on myself. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. instead I used to say like, you know, I did a lot of mindfulness, uh, self-compassion work, m- mindful self-compassion. And it yeah. was like, you ask yourself, like, I like yeah. to talk to myself sweetly. Like there's a Vietnamese monk who passed away recently, Thich Nhat Hanh. And mm-hmm. he always would use these really sweet words. And he would say, you talk to yourself like sweetheart, uh-huh. you know, sweetheart darling, my, and and I touch myself too, right? Yeah. Darling, I love you. What do you need today? Can I support you today? What can I do for you, sweetheart? I'm so proud of you. You know, it's like this gentleness, this for me, sweetness. I love sweet words. They really do them, do it for me. So for me, it's such a good approach to be like, yeah. And then I say, what do I need? What do I need? Not why not? Ugh you know, yes, it's frustrating. And yes, I'd rather not, but do I need to let myself kind of go there and resist what is, and some days that happens, right? Yeah. But on those moments when I have the awareness and I'm able to catch myself, I've realized that the other approach is much more constructive, supportive, and helpful. Like it actually helps me way more than taking myself down that rabbit hole of like, yeah, Oh, why I hate this. I hate myself. Cause that just puts me in bed con like for the rest and depressed and like angry, yep. snapping at everyone around me victimized, which again yeah. can be an easy thing to feel because it does suck. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this is not, I always say like, I know this is not Shangri-La. This is not what <laughs> anyone would choose, but it's the cards I've been dealt. So how do I play them? And, and what is my responsibility here? And how do I show up in the best way possible? for myself. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, like you said, productivity based, getting to the root. Sometimes it just has to be surrender, gentleness, kindness, yeah. <laughs> rest. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, th- yes, these are the cards that, that we've been dealt and allowing for me, allowing my chronic illness to then guide me mm-hmm. in, in how to live, you know, that same day spent on the sofa watching Netflix can look like a ton of like self-berating guilt pressure feeling like I'm missing out feeling like I'm not living my best life you know <laughs> all of that right stuff. and yet I can sit there and think I am enjoying myself so much my body really needs this I love that I get to spend a day on the sofa watching Netflix like how 
how cool is this that I've created my life that, that, that this is okay? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And yet it's the same day. Like, it's just. yeah it kind of blows my mind sometimes like how kind of and you know after then after that day like if I've spent it in the kind of a phase of like nastiness the after effects will be probably that my skin will still continue to be gnarly and like inflamed but if I've loved that day my skin might be calmer the next day it probably will be calmer the next day yes just this change in perspective this change in perspective is so important. It's powerful. And it's mm-hmm. like, it seems, I used to think it seemed too simplistic. Yeah. Like it seemed like a cop-out to be nice to myself or it feel, felt like I Failure. wasn't going to get anything done. If like I stayed on the couch or whatever, I was like, and I, it, and I didn't berate myself and I let myself have it. I'm like, well, am I going to do this forever? Yeah. Is this just me being complacent? And I always, you know, <laughs> remind myself acceptance and complacency are not the same thing, Rena. No. Right? And that is, but again, it's like this unlearning of what yeah. I thought was right. And like, it's like productivity-based, continue to create, continue to do this. And, you know, my mo- goal in life is genuinely to be satisfied happy with what I have, grateful for the moment, like without it sounding cheesy, you know, it's, it's genuinely inhabiting my life as it is. And Mm -hmm. it feels like, again, it feels so counter, like it productive, counterintuitive. It doesn't feel like how I've been trained or raised to be, or it doesn't even feel ambitious or like (laughs) life goals. Like I'm living my best life, but I've never been happier. 
like at ease, right? you know, like, or more content or just at peace, you know, and yeah. It, and something else I heard from you, I, I wanted to mention that, that, that really stood out was this idea of curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, remember you're talking about the moisturizer withdrawal and you're like, well, I'm off now. I wonder how this could be. Or like, yeah. I wonder what, so if we're not in this place that we're like, okay, I'm going to love myself being on the couch because it's just like, it, you're just not there, you know, loving yourself sometimes is like, can feel like a far off thing when you're, yeah. you know, like you talked about in the beginning, we're like, this is, I'm not here to, to that's not yeah. the right message. So we say like, sometimes can I ask myself a question out of curiosity to say, if I have this today, like if it's a glass of wine, for example, or like some type of food that maybe inflamed me in the past, mm-hmm. it's like, if I have this today, or if I lay on the couch today, I wonder what things could look like tomorrow. I wonder how I could feel like, what would this do for me? So if, you know, maybe if I was kinder to myself, like what if I was a little gentle with myself today, tomorrow I can go back to being that way. What could that look like? You know? And that, Mm. again, it's expansive. It doesn't draw conclusions. It doesn't have to force us somewhere that we do. We aren't. No, I always tell people, like I get messages all the time. I wish I could be as open and comfortable as you. I wish I could love (laughs) myself like you. It's, it's, again, it looks like, you know, I made sure in my journey not to just show the finished pro- uh, product. Yeah, it's really important because you know sometimes people will see where you were and where you are now, and, and they yes. don't really understand that it's a continuous process even when we're in the now. Yeah. So it's like I always say, like, oh, this is twenty-seven years. I've hid for twenty years, not yeah two not one month. Like I've been hiding for most of my life. And I said, and it makes me realize that it's possible for anyone. Number one, but, um, but number two, take it slow, be curious. Don't push yourself into a place that you're like, again, forcing more effort. You're going to stress yourself out. And cause you know, like you said, we're so desperate. We want to get rid of it so we can get on with our life, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't, it's like taking out that middle man of like, yes, the between like getting rid of it so I can it's like no actually I can just get on with living my life and it's not through like completely ignoring your chronic illness and saying like I'm just going to do it anyway I'm going to force ahead you know that's not what it's about it's like actually there are steps I can take to living whatever dream I have there are versions of whatever dream I have that I can do that feel comfortable that don't you know aren't going to exhaust me and, and something that hit really hit a nerve for me was when I heard or read or something that living with chronic illness is living in constant fight and flight. Like your baseline stress level is just like always on that kind of sympathetic nervous, you know, state. And yeah. I was like, and that's, that's when I started to kind of really take note of like how much stress impacted my life and how much stress I was putting in my life by forcing myself to do all these things so I could be that person that could do the things. <laughs> like right. what? It's a cycle. Yeah. That's what it sounds like, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total cycle. And <laughs> something you said about like, okay, if I am curious and allow myself to do the thing today and know that tomorrow will be different, can be different, might not be different, but that's okay also. Tomorrow comes in that sense. But if you force yourself through things, tomorrow never comes because it's just like this one long, exhausting train of like push. <laughs> and it's yes. just like, there's never a break. It's just another day happening again yeah. and again. And, you know, and, and I, I'm sure we've both been there that, that it's like, you just feel helpless, hopeless. Mm. And then you get to that point, like you said, that you hit rock bottom 
And that rock bottom is, it's, it's the worst because you actually have to make that effort now a little bit to try something different, you know, and to to try a new approach, which may be, that's why I was like, this is not about doing more. This is about the reframing and saying like, how do I look at myself with a little more love today? Or how can Mm -hmm. I serve my body today in a way that's not vigorous and over the top, you know, and how do I, yeah, how can I be gentle with myself today? How can I love on myself a little bit? You know, like, what does that look like for me? Um, what, yeah, like I, um, I, I I lost my train of thought, but I was just, yeah, I I just always think of self-love. Oh, this is what it is. You know, sometimes we do, we want this finished product of like Mm -hmm. healed skin or whatever healed means to someone, right. For some people, like for me, it means like, (laughs) even if I have like five, 10% of psoriasis, I'm okay. As long as it's not 30% ever, like I'm okay with a few spots. It doesn't bother me, but again, whatever it means, but we think once we get there that everything will be okay. So I'm like, oh yeah, when my skin is clear, then like, I'll just get on with living and everything's going to be good. But when, you know, there's a quote by um, John Kabat-Zinn and he says, wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Right. Wherever you go, there you are. So here in this place of like, you know, which may be inflammation and a lot of pain, getting to this place of like healing a physical part of your skin is, is, is you're still going to feel very similar. And that, this is a lesson I've learned intimately. So that's why I share it, not as a preacher, but instead as an experiencer (laughs) firsthand. Yeah. Um, cause I realized when, after that flare up, I talked to you about, I went on a very strict diet regime. It was wonderful. It was the first time I actually like tried to take a more holistic approach to my skin. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful. It was, it it, it really was because I got to actually see my body work and I've Uh never, and because I was really mm. intentional, I it was, and I was home from work, right? Like m- my only priority was my health yeah. um, and well-being. And I stopped drinking alcohol. Like I, I just made all these really great changes and I, I was proud of myself. Like, um, but what I realized is even when my skin um, calmed down and when it cleared, I was still dealing with a lot of the insecurities and a lot of, yeah, the, yeah. the cycle of thoughts, yeah. the worry of it coming back. There yeah. was a lot of, um, yeah, I, I was still in the sympathetic part of my nervous system, right? That fight, flight, freeze, yeah. like, ah! So <laughs> I, I, what I realized again and again, and, and so humbly and continue to is like, oh, the journey is, is you, 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 like people say, right? It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. But genuinely, it's who I've become on my way and as I, and, and continue to be on my way, there isn't a destination. Clear skin is not, yes, it's going to give me access to having more energy and a great life, but it's not going to do anything else. Like I, no. I, I, I also have, or, or not to say I'm not going to do anything else, but there's also other areas of myself that deserve attention as well and care yeah. on the way, right? It's, it's who I'm becoming. But also drain your energy or give you energy. Like, yes, it's yes. like your skin's not the only thing that's just going to like magic this energy. It's like, thinking all that horrible stuff about yourself all the time drains you like yes sorry I totally interrupted you and it keeps you stuck but that's (laughs) so right and it keeps you stuck and it's like and then even once the skin has healed or cleared or whatever the the goal is and then one patch comes up (gasps) you know and you're like oh my gosh what am I doing and the cycle starts again and we never give ourselves a moment to say like this is where I'm at this is how things are 
everything's going to be like, everything's Mm going to be okay. Cause I always say to myself, I got you like, regardless, Mm -hmm. I got you, you do that. Yes. Thank you. And recently I went through this thing. I had to cancel Mm. on plans. I had two weeks after I danced all night. Unfortunately, (laughs) I had two weeks of like funk, like that word gnarly you use. That's the right word. I was not a nice person. I was very snappy. (laughs) I couldn't shake it. Did it matter? what I did, what I ate, how I spent my time, what I thought. And it was again, good learning experience because I had to cancel on a certain event and it was not easy for me because I had not been canceling. And I used to cancel all the time when I was sick and people yeah. would get mad yeah. at me. They'd call me flaky, no pun intended. Oh. Right? <laughs> like yeah. they, they tell me I'm, uh, or even if they wouldn't say it, it would be my reputation. And I lived into the reputation as well. Sometimes I would also take the piss and cancel as well. Like it yeah, was yeah, just, yeah. I just didn't want to be with other people when I was flared yeah. up. And if someone's not sick, they don't understand. Right. Or they don't have a chronic illness rather. So going through this process recently, you know, again, thinking I had arrived that I was comfortable with these things. Now I'm advocating I should be able to cancel. Yeah. I had such a hard time. I put myself in a panic. I was crying, even though I was genuinely unwell and needed, Mm -hmm. like I, it was in everyone's best interest that I stayed home. Let's just, I was a personal (laughs) service, you know, announcement. I was like, it's better. I don't go there, (laughs) but this person didn't respond they didn't understand. They were cold. If I'm honest, Mm. like it's, yes, I would love a beautiful, warm, uh, it's like message, but not everyone's going to give me that. But I saw here again, where I have expectations. I want people to validate me. I want to be liked. I don't want to be rejected. And I had to still choose myself to say, I really don't feel well. I'm going to have to cancel. This may make me unpopular. This person may may not want to talk to me again. And I, I'm okay with that. Like if that's how they choose it and I am, if I'm honest now, like it's, it's starting to get there, but I went through this whole kind of venting on social media. And I was like, because I was like, I don't want to act like I'm like, I always say a finished product. I am not finished by no means. I'm continuously learning and growing and evolving because I don't even know where I have blind spots. Mm -hmm. Right. And this was a blind spot. I thought I had got over because I haven't had a challenge physically in this yeah. way to go out. Yeah. And I was like, there's you don't no know what way you I'm don't going know, to baby right? shower. That's it. You don't oh. know what you don't know. I'm not going to yeah. baby shower and sitting there and pretending I'm feeling good when I'm pissed inside. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> yeah. And now I know, just say no to baby showers. So, sorry if any of my friends are listening. I'm not coming to your baby shower. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I do not want to. Thank you. Thank you. I am not interested. I am exhausted. I do not. I can't. Some people love those things for me. It's very, very exhausting. I am exhausted. Right. Like, that's the only word yeah. I can get. I'm like, I'm exhausted. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's also it's from that true. kind of like extroversion, like in real life. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I, I never thought I was an introvert. Totally, I'm an introvert. Like, and, you know, that kind of social onness drains the life out of me. And I need then like a day of recuperation. And as you mentioned earlier, like that cancelling thing, I've moved away from cancelling, not because I push myself not to cancel, but because most of the time, you know, when I'm kind of on it, I have the forethought to know what's going to be good for me and what's not. So actually, I just don't say yes in the first place. But sometimes, as you say, like we, we get into these periods of like not being on it and or or just not 
you know putting ourselves first or whatever it may be and yeah we might say yes and then it's like that thing comes and you're like shit I'm gonna have to cancel like but I love that quote you said you know I forget the whole quote but the there you are quote yeah wherever Um, you go there you are wherever you go there you are because that works in both ways like right that works in like the sense of you know even if your symptoms are healed like you are still there but also if your symptoms are shitty and you are still there but you're there from a place of like loving yourself it doesn't matter if a flare's around the corner it doesn't matter if that percentage of your symptoms like goes up five percent or whatever because if you're with yourself if you've come home to yourself like there you will be and you have got you oh yes just yes what a revolution right what a especially again when it feels like such a betrayal when your mm-hmm. body you know comes down with something or your skin reacts or you're ill it feels like such a betrayal of the body of life and to then say i am not going to like i'm not going to abandon myself in this in my time of need you know i yeah. may like i want to learn to be a little kinder even if it's just a pinch mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be this whole acclimation of it and also when we need the support to ask for it there is nothing wrong and and again for me I got to be honest like I'm only interested in people in my life now you know again in a new phase of life that are going to be understanding kind and compassionate and vice versa because I give that to everyone I don't care if someone cancels last minute never ever ever never because I know what it feels like. And do you know what's interesting? I only want that now because I give it to myself. I can only give it because I give it to myself, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, interesting. As I became kinder to myself, I was also gentler with the people around me because I know sometimes life comes up and I too, like you, I endeavor to manage my energy and to, to, to make only certain plans. Um, and I, you know, believe it or not, maybe when you're listening to this, you're like, she's an extrovert for sure. I am all, I am very introverted. Um, <laughs> I can be extroverted with one-on-one or uh, meaning more uh, if it's an intimate, real authentic conversation, um, which I don't think is everyone's cup of tea. Like it doesn't. And I realize that's okay. You know, my mother, for example, is very much. She likes to just talk about the happenings of the day, keep it very surface. <laughs> yeah. Her life is experienced in a different depth and she's good with it. And she looks happy yeah. and fine. Where for me, it's like, I want to be like, tell me where it hurts. Tell me all your me secrets. Yeah. I don't want to talk about <laughs> what you did yesterday. I actually don't care. Um, you know, <laughs> like, let's, let's go right into the heart. Like we're doing, this is why we do this work. And yeah. like, my, when I go dancing too, this is a new thing is like, because I'm introverted, you wouldn't again, notice on the dance floor. I don't want to talk to anyone. People who Mm. go out with me, they know I'm leaving. Like I will go dance by myself in a corner because I just want to close my eyes and let the music play me Mm -hmm. and let play my body. Right. And it's, it's, it's the ultimate liberation. So I can do that every day. If I could just dance like two days a week or like once a week, I am, I'm happy. Cause it's quiet. Yeah. It's quiet time. Yeah, totally. You just made me think of like, you know, when you're dancing with your girlfriends on the dance floor and like, you're doing that kind of like <laughs> thing where you're making faces at each other and dancing together. And like, I've always felt so awkward doing that. I realized why. 
because I don't want to be dark with else. I want to dance on my own like with my eyes closed and I love what you said yeah let the music play you like totally you're killing thank you for <laughs> saying that out loud I don't know anyone else I I'm sorry okay there's two things whenever I meet a guy he always spins me oh it's so annoying and then like you said I know oh I'm always like why do people I, I often ask the question like they'll just say hi and try to give you a spin and I'm like is this in a book somewhere okay but, <laughs> but yes you're right when people look at each other and start dancing I find it very weird um I I I, I don't do it I can't do it no. I don't want to dance together I want to dance just cringing the whole time so interesting though eh and it's like I think because again it's this returning home to the body I'm Mm -hmm. seeing what my body can do what my body likes um even like moving with the music and letting my body again like take it in have the time like nourished I nourished it before I'm gonna stretch when I get home like yeah it is it is the only way I want to spend my time now. Like I, I I always say like with friends, we can have chats or we can have those intimate talks when needed, but otherwise I'm in the forest or I'm, you know, doing my, my own work or I'm I'm dancing like that. And I'm now being okay again with making myself a priority in this way. Right. Right. Yeah. It's all through this journey of working on my skin that Mm -hmm. I'm now allowed to be like, oh my gosh, This is this girl I didn't even know she existed. Who yeah. is this girl? Yeah. I like her. She is my yeah. best friend. And I'm like, you know, like we are like, who, like, I know it's just me. I'm talking to myself, the third person, very pretentious, but it's like, who is this? <laughs> but I like her. She's a nice, she's, she's nice. She's fun. She knows. And she's learning about herself, you know, and, mm. and I'm on, and, and, and I'm here for the discovery. It's so, oh. it's such a privilege and an honor, you know? It is. And I often talk about like chronic illness being kind of like your ally or your guide or superpower, even if you can like get there. And that, what you've just talked about, like showing you all of these parts of yourself and allow, it's like an expression of yourself and allowing, you know, her to come out is, is just like, I question, would I would I be doing this if it weren't for my skin? Like, would I be here? And I, like, I don't think I would because I just, I honestly don't know what my life would look like if it weren't for my skin in a good way. Like, mm. what job would I be doing? What would my passion be? Like, how would I express myself? How would I connect with myself? Would I be connected with myself? Like, all of that stuff. And going back to what you were talking about earlier, like that curiosity again, like mm-hmm. for me, two things I'm asking myself like on the regular is what would I choose if I was coming from a place of nourishment and what would I choose if I was coming from a place of believing that I'm important and that I matter like oh my god that can change what you choose so much I gotta write those down that is so good and how do you think that's helped you like um make different decisions or make decisions it can be as small as the food I'm putting into my mouth to what, how I'm choosing to kind of respond to my body on a given day, like, or in, even in the bigger picture of my, of my life, like thinking about the exercise I choose to do, you know, like what, what exercise would I choose if I'm coming from a place of nourishment? Like, is it going to be the running that I've really tried but it's just not for me or is it going to be the dancing or like the whatever and 
you know, believing that I'm important and that I matter can be like saying the stuff. It can be the cancelling. It can be the putting myself first and knowing that I don't want to sacrifice myself for somebody else's like pleasure or someone else's ease or whatever. That's really big. That's like, <laughs> I, I have nothing to add there except yes, yes, yes. Like if I really mattered and this is, again, it's this journey because I think it highlights sometimes where we may feel like we don't matter or we think that it's not, you know, um, the right thing to do right morally or whatever. And like, that's, that was my struggle to say, like, I feel so bad to cancel on this person. And now like, that's, what's coming up for me. But I felt like my health and wellness mattered that day. And yes, sometimes we may disappoint, even if we say it in the nicest, kindest way, we may sometimes disappoint others. People may not understand and that's okay. I don't have to put anger towards this person. I can feel disappointed, but for me, it's just puts a little bit of like, it teaches me that I need to have some boundaries there because the person obviously has a different way of approaching life than I do. And that's okay. But Mm -hmm. as I now am going to choose people who are more aligned with my approach to life and what's really important. And back, like, I wanted to also talk about the exercise. I learned so much about that because Mm -hmm. I, I worked with a, like an autoimmune movement person and she helped me so much because I didn't know I was running like you, like I started running last year, this time again, Mm -hmm. like I was running even maybe in February, like. I was running about five kilometers a day on the treadmill and it was a big deal for me stopping and starting, but I was learning to, I'd never been able to run uh, even for a Mm -hmm. kilometer. So it was a very, again, I'm I'm like, what's possible. And it was actually flaring me up. Yeah. I didn't know that it was actually putting my body into stress mode, which caused my skin to dry out. It caused it to be more red. And then I started working with a movement specialist and she's like, I just want you to go on the foam roller and brace your abs. I was like, sorry, <laughs> that's all you want me to do for the first week. I've been running, hiking. Like she's like, you can go for your hikes, but nothing too yeah. vigorous. Yeah. And I was like, am I going to lose all what I've gained my muscle? <gasps> like, is my body going to change? And the thing that changed was my skin calmed a bit because it yeah. was like, it was more congruent or, or, or was, yeah, than, than what I was doing. It, it was better for my body. And then doing things like, you know, a slow yoga practice, a yin yoga practice, um, yeah. was a great way for movement to come into my life as well as good for my breath. It was good for my mind, right. Good spiritual component as well. So there were so yeah. many things that I got from being on a yoga mat. And then I started doing weights. Like now I can uh-huh. do weights. So I do weights and I have bands and it's all low impact. I worked with a right. trainer. And I said, nothing high impact. So I don't run at all. Expansing is the only thing that I would say is high impact in my life. But I know when I, like, I have a cut on the side of my mouth too. It's really flaky and dry, but because I danced this weekend and I sweat and I felt really good, it's going away. It always goes away after I dance. so important, isn't it? Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not irritating my skin. I'm actually like helping it. That's why I steer clear of the alcohol when I go out because it's just like, (laughs) oh yeah, you don't sweat that through your skin, right? Right. I, I was like, I'm trying to help. I just don't want to go through it. I missed yeah. it at the beginning, but now I'm happy because the day after I can wake up and not feel like the hangover right. and the sludge right. and the oh. sadness and the depression and the pain <gasps> that came with it. 
just don't need all of that. It's just a learning. I guess it's just Mm. a a learning, self-respect, self-nurturance. Like you said, you know, being important to oneself, prioritizing one's needs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so much tuning into kind of what your body needs. And it's funny, you were saying about like your running. I did CrossFit for a while and I love weight training, but like the pace of CrossFit, it was funny because although my skin stayed the same, my body like bulked up, not in a muscular way, but in like, a, mm. I don't even know if I would call it fat. It was just, I became very bulky and okay. like that stress on top of, on top of the kind of baseline stress that I lived with being living with a yes. chronic illness just was inflammatory for me. And you could see it in like, in my body, not, not actually necessarily in my skin, but in my body. And it, allowing that allowing yourself to do what's right for you and like really just saying that is okay and show something you said earlier about like showing that kindness or that compassion or that understanding to others starts with you because if you can't show that to yourself you cannot show it to others Mm. and I think that's what where a lot of like resentment can come from perhaps if you are cancelling and someone is pissed off I get cancelling is not great like no. nobody thinks cancelling is great nobody wants to do it but sometimes life happens and it happens and I sometimes think like the resentment coming from the receiving end yeah it might be because they're just generally annoyed but it mm. also might be damn it I wish I could do that for myself I wish I could cancel when I need to yes yes you're right because it's hard to do it yeah um, and it's hard to put oneself first and to deal with that yeah but it's yeah as the cancellor I just don't want that reputation you know no, of being you like, don't. like that and then now I'm kind of like well that's up to them like yeah. I'm 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 ruthless in my in, in my self-care now like it's like even it. if I'm sad or upset and I deal with all the emotions after I will not abandon myself no. like it, no. it, is, oh. it is not to be not to be liked not no. or, or to be accepted <laughs> and you know because of this skin condition very early on in my life it started in high school for me Mm-hmm. You know, I notice people pleasing tendencies over exertion of my like personality, yeah. like yeah. doing everything nice for everyone all the time, not wanting to have an opinion about myself, what I liked, because I'm like, if they see my skin, they won't like me. So I have to get them to like me first. And that's, <laughs> that must've been running through like a, a string in my life or my belief system. And maybe it's still there. And so it's like, I have to be pretty aware of when that comes up because I don't like, that's not who I want to be. And mm-hmm. now it's like, even saying, you know, like I'm worthy of like canceling. I'm worthy of having um, a day just for me. I'm worthy of these things. Like it's not easy, but it's when I do it, it makes me feel really proud, especially if I don't mm. beat myself up after. Right. And again, yeah. when I can't see through it. I take it onto Instagram and people shine light back to me because I'm like, I know I'm not the only person who had this happen. And can someone please give me some light because I'm feeling really, <laughs> you know, asking for that, even, you know, like putting yourself out there and, and asking for what you need in that moment is massive, right? It's like massive. If, if, if you need that light shining back, if you need that kind of someone to say I've been there too or or whatever it's just like asking for that support and I am so interested by that by this support network you've you've built up um they're incredible 
this, like the people online, like, which, you know, right. Like, and, and it's funny because I got to this point where I was like, crap, people are looking at me as someone who has this figured out and (laughs) who may have arrived. And I was also buying into that narrative. This was an assumption, but what I've realized through my own shares and vulnerability and moments when I just go on. Cause like I say, sometimes I go on and my makeup's done. Other times I go on, I'm just laying in bed. Like there's no, it's a very, like, I, I want to share all parts of myself when it feels like I don't have a content calendar. I don't have any, no. right. I'm, I'm not a content creator. I'm, I'm, I'm a person who truly wants to build relationship and friendship and give hope to people when they don't feel good. Right. So it's like, yeah. That's why I said, if I want to be that person, I also want to show that there's all parts. But when I share the messages of vulnerability or of like genuinely saying like, I'm having anxiety right now and I'm pissed off and I'm scared. And that's when people really will respond. It's, it's right. when I'm not like all perfect or I have the perfected message. It's the, it's the mess that we want. Everything looks so perfect all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I want my timeline to look dirty <laughs> I want it to look not thought of, uh, thought about. I don't want a strategy. I want to be a human being here. Human. Mm. Need support, will give support when it's right. Never deplete myself in the process, right? This is not a matter of me being a savior of anyone or them saving me. This is us being human together, eye to eye. I am no better, no worse. We are all like, let's just support each other so we can move forward in a yeah. place that's made us feel isolated or othered, you know, how do we now kind of say, well, this is a space for us, a place for us. And um, yeah, like recently this past uh, November, I, I did a, an event with a friend of mine called the psoriasis summit. Wow. It was cool. And it wasn't based on like dermatology or like creams or medical healing or diets. <laughs> it was about total self expression, self-love coming home to self, right? We did journaling. uh, We did a letter to ourselves. I did a community meetup. You know, we had people come in and do movement. Um, So dance therapy, you put a blindfold on. So there were Wim Hof breath work. There was like so many different components that were all around, like taking care of our whole person. Yeah. And then meeting others who looked and felt like us. And that again was a great service. It's a gift that, you know, we can give. And like, even my meetups, I want to give gifts to these people and, and this community of people who have saved my life and who have helped me so much. Right. And like, yeah, I, I may, like I always say, may I continue to be of service to myself and to others because it's, it's the only thing that makes me feel alive and it gives this journey purpose. It's not yeah. just me, you know, that's so beautiful and so powerful. And I love I love everything you've said about this kind of human eye to eye, like, yeah, because actually when it comes down to it, like, yeah, we can guide and we can, how do we guide though? We guide through experience and we guide through um, sharing our vulnerabilities because I don't use Instagram so much but like my newsletter like that is where I get (laughs) you know it is kind of like a journal for me you know but sharing in the hope of helping and offering that knowledge that you know someone else isn't the only one someone reading it isn't the only one feeling the way they're feeling right now and knowing that the kind of there is a better place I think 
and that better place isn't doesn't lie at the end of like a quick fix or it doesn't lie at the end of like being healed it lies at the end of not even at the end of but it lies within you know coming coming home to self and building building yourself right um building yourself yeah yes Yes. yeah just Mm. I am so aware that I've just like kept you talking for so long Yes. Yes. It, it, well, I, you didn't keep me. I, I, I like I said, if, if, if you kept me on here and, you know, I feel like I shared everything I wanted to share, to be honest. Amazing. So I, so I'm, so I'm good. Um, but it's just this again, you know, just to, to kind of like leave one more thought about this eye to eye service, you know, like I always want people to remember that they are, you know, there's all this stuff about healers and people are going to fix us. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Even when I go, I go, I'm a big, I'm a big hippie. Okay. So I go to all these like <laughs> prop circles and there's lots of healers, but I know there's no one outside of me that will heal me. There's nothing outside of me that will heal me. And again, heal doesn't mean clear skin for me. Healing means, you know, being at ease, being at peace, yeah. being peace. With where I'm at. And so it's like, there's nothing outside that's going to give me that it's, it's what I give to myself and how I nurture myself. Right. And So I want people to know that too. Like, don't look to me as someone, you know, who, who, who has all the answers. I, like you said, have the experience and I'm here to be a human with you. Right. So like people, cause I have a little bit of a following people and I hate that word. Cause I'm just like, I am not here to be an influencer. I'm not, unless it's about love yourself, treat yourself (laughs) good, but I really want it to be a place where, you know, people feel seen, like feel like somebody don't feel yeah. like just another number. I'm, I don't need to be cool. I want you to feel loved and seen and like, yeah, that, I, that someone cares about you and that you can do this because yeah, we, we all deserve to feel good. We all deserve to feel at ease. We, we, we all deserve that so that we can do the work that we need to do in the world. Right. But when we're so caught up in ourselves, yeah. we often forget about, right. About what, um, like what we can do for others because we need to first give it to ourselves. But for me, my main goal is always like I I'm driven off of service and working with others and giving to others. It just makes me feel good. But I know that comes with me first filling myself up continuously. I don't want it to be a self-centered journey. Like that's been a very big, big thing because I got caught up in that too. Right. So it's just a matter Mm -hmm. of saying, Oh, I only feel connected when I'm like, when I'm finding this, this, this kind of mix of like giving, receiving, giving, receiving. Yeah. So yeah, may we all continue to grow and heal and, and be kind to ourselves on the way. Yeah. Thank you, Rena. Thank you so much for everything you've shared today. It's been so cool to talk to you. And before the episode started, I was like, I just know we're going to talk a lot. Yes, good. <laughs> thank you, Elena, oh, for, for hosting me. And for having me and for listening and thank you to everyone listening. This means a lot to me to have an opportunity. Like I said, you know, I always feel so grateful when someone asks you questions and listens to you because I learn about myself in the process when I get to speak. It's like therapy. So you you gave me a great gift today. Um, Thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. And um, so psoriasis thoughts, psoriasis underscore thoughts is your Instagram. Is there anywhere else that people can come to find you? Yeah, that's the best place I would say, but there's, um, my, my website is Rena Roop.com R E E N A R U P.com. And mm-hmm. on there, there's a way to connect. If you want to talk by email or you want to share anything with me. Um, yes. And I do kind of monthly meetups for people. I haven't done one actually this month, but monthly meetups for people living with, with psoriasis. So if there's ever a time that you need support or want to give support, 
um, please, please do get in touch with me. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and we will speak again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Lots of love. <laughs> My God, we talked. Thank you, Rena. Thank you for your honesty and vulnerability and for completely cracking me up with all the baby shower talk. You can find all of Rena's links in the show notes. And if you want to join the conversation of reframing your chronic illness on a more regular basis, and when this podcast is on season breaks, I would love to welcome you to my newsletter. You can find the link in the show notes or by heading to alanaholloway.com. Whilst you're here, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate, review and share this podcast. As you've probably guessed by my ramblings, this way of thinking about chronic illness isn't the norm, but I want it to be. I want more people to be freed from the chronic illness struggle. And the way we make that happen is by sharing something the algorithm, which is dictated by rates and reviews, is fantastic at doing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.